0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the ICEJ webinar series. Today, we are two months into uh, Israel's war with uh, Hamas down in Gaza, December 7. The war, of course, started with the uh, horrible Hamas invasion on October 7th. And uh, we're going to uh, look today at uh, the question of can Israel achieve its war goals, the, the aims that it stated uh, set out at the very start of uh, when it uh, said it was with that war with Hamas, different than past operations uh, uh, whenever they had rocket wars with Hamas in Gaza. And uh, it's an important question, can this nation achieve what it has set out to do? And to help us answer these questions, I have my friend Professor uh, Ephraim Enbar, good to see you. Good to see you, David. Yes. Now, uh, Professor Enbar taught for many years at Bar Ilan University. He was the head of the uh, Basis Center for Strategic Studies there, named in honor of uh, Menachem Begin and Anwar Sadat. Uh, and he's now the founder and president of the Jerusalem Institute. For Security and Strategy. It's another think tank here in uh, Jerusalem. Uh, uh, He's uh, lectured not only at Bar-Alan University on political science, but also at Georgetown University, John Hopkins, which has a very renowned uh, foreign policy school, and Boston University. And uh, we used to have uh, Ephraim on a lot of times on our front page Jerusalem radio show over the years. He's one of these uh, um, really go-to guys, a fixture here in Israel as an Israeli expert on the geopolitical, geostrategic situation here. He can uh, uh, handle a lot of different issues, but I'm glad since this war started, it's our first time to talk with you, Ephraim. And first of all, tell us what was your reaction on October 7th, what happened and how Colossal, uh, an intelligence failure, was it?
1: Of course, on October seven, I was in the synagogue, and there were rumors that uh, what happened. Uh, I, uh, I was, uh, I didn't believe it, and uh, <clears throat> of course, we were all very surprised. And uh, after I learned the dimension of the uh, <clears throat> massacres and the atrocities, uh, like most Israelis. Uh, we were angry, very angry, a um, us, but also at our military and political leadership that allowed such a catastrophe to happen. So this was uh, my initial uh, response. I understood immediately that this is not a war. This, uh, like any other previous military engagements, uh, but it's a war to restore our deterrence. We lost deterrence. And uh, in the Middle East, uh, you cannot live without deterrence. You have to be strong, perceived to be strong. And uh, it was clear to me from the very beginnings that we have to go and uh, try to vanquish Hamas uh, in order to teach uh, them and all our uh, enemies heels that uh, will exact a high price from uh, this type of
0: uh, attack. Yeah, before we talk about Israel's war aims, let's talk about Hamas uh, and their aims in, in launching this horrific Hogram uh, on October 7. They were trying to even get the Bedouin and the Negev to join in, to get all the way to Hebron. There's there's evidence they They hoped to get all the way to Hebron in in Judea-Samaria in the West Bank and get the Palestinians to rise up there. They hoped Hezbollah would join, but it hasn't played out that way. Do you think they've achieved anything that they set out to do? Um, I think they uh, achieved a major success.
1: We should not not, uh, overlook it. Mm -hmm. Uh, They uh, not only broke uh, through our defense lines, and uh, not only they surprised our uh, intelligence, uh, they uh, also uh, were successful in invading uh, Israel, which didn't happen, you know, since '48. Uh, they were successful in uh, uh, killing a lot of civilians, in creating uh, a, a shock among uh, Israelis. Uh, this is part of their population-centric strategy. Uh, they want they understand that they cannot uh, uh, meet the Israeli army on the battlefield, so they try to uh, uh, change the mood in the country by attacking civilians. The missile attacks are against civilians. Uh, they uh, want uh, our civilians to suffer hoping that one day uh, we'll have enough and leave the country. This is the main uh, uh, object of Hamas, and uh, they also succeeded in creating uh, a refugee uh, wave of almost a quarter of a million Israelis that left uh, uh, the area uh, around the Gaza Strip, but also because uh, Hezbollah did participate in a limited way, the the area along the northern frontier. So I think they had uh, a major success uh, that we should not overlook it. And precisely because of their success, we have to respond in a very determined and uh, unequivocal way.
0: It's basically, I have a slide here that shows Israel's war aims. And it's, number one, to eliminate Hamas, especially its leadership, but uh, its rank and file of, of fighters, terrorists. To Number two, to return uh, the hostages that were taken. And number three, to end uh, the threat, military and terror threat, uh, to Israel from Gaza, to the Israel civilians, especially the communities along the border. And uh as we look at these three goals, uh, you know, especially this first one, let's let's look at it. Some are saying you you might be able to eliminate a few leaders, but they always get replaced and, and Hamas is basically an ideology, you can't wipe that out. Uh, but this is a big challenge, eliminate Hamas uh including political leaders abroad what's the what uh, how steep a challenge is this for Israel?
1: I think that uh, Israel's goal is uh, is more modest than eliminate Hamas. we understand that Hamas is an ideological movement that unfortunately has tremendous appeal among the Palestinians you know there are number 60 70. 80% of the Palestinians are, are supporting the, the terrorist attack on uh, on October 7. Recent polls, so uh, it's quite clear that we cannot eliminate Hamas, but we can eliminate their military capabilities. Mm-hmm. And uh, in order to do that, we have to conquer Gaza. We have to destroy uh, all their uh, <clears throat> uh, military capabilities, which include the military bases. Uh, includes uh, their manufacturing uh, of weapons capability, uh, all their uh, communication systems, of course the tunnels. So there is a lot of work to do in Gaza in order to make sure that immediately after we complete this goal, they are unable to provide a security challenge to Israel. This is possible as long as Americans give us the time to do so. Mm -hmm. And the time element, excuse me, is very important. Uh, We need the time in order to do it, uh, particularly if we want to minimize casualties on uh, on our part. What we've seen uh, so far is a very methodological patient approach on part of the IDF, in, in the invasion of Gaza, we advance uh, slowly. We allow the Air Force, uh, first of all, to uh, soften the opposition afterwards, artillery, and only afterwards we go in with armor and uh, infantry to clean the area. Uh, this requires time. By the way, we our tactical successes are remarkable, particularly if we compare it uh, to the American record in Fallujah or in other places where they fought uh, uh, urban warfare, which is very complicated. Uh, So we need time. Uh, And this is obviously an achievable goal. We have the military power to do it. We have the tenacity. We have the spirit of the troops. Uh, We understand the importance of this war. So um, the only thing we are not sure about is the political flow.
0: Mm.
1: And we have already heard uh, from Washington uh, some complaints about how we are doing it and what is needed and they are losing patience. And this is a problem for us. Hopefully, hopefully, the American administration that has been very helpful to Israel so far will understand that this job needs time, and they will not pressure us to stop before we attain uh, this important goal.
0: Yeah, yeah when you say uh, the U.S. role in the time clock, it has to do with the U.S. elections, which are now less than a, a month away. It'll be early November of next year. and Biden was losing some support among Democrats the Democrats it's very scary 50 50 basically split down the middle those who support Israel and those who support the Hamas in this that's that's shocking to me as an American but uh you know the u.s uh, one u.s official said he thinks Israel can finish the job in Gaza by by the end of January is that uh is that doable? The, the main
1: clean It's well, very difficult to problem. say uh, what is doable because we don't know the type of resistance that we, we may face. Uh, it is doable uh, uh, probably by the end of January. I'm not sure we have the time that the Americans are willing mm-hmm. to give us a time until January. Uh, end of January will be uh, acceptable and, of course, afterwards we have to clean the area. It's mm-hmm. not, uh, you know... you. You take the Gaza Strip and that's it. Uh, you have to uh, go after, uh, you collect intelligence, of course, and you go after uh, Hamas operatives that uh, can uh, disappear among the civilian population uh, and all this uh, takes time. Yeah. And It is a long operation. Uh, we understand it. We know it. We are ready to make the effort. I think uh, uh, even President Biden made it quite clear that this is not only a war about the security of Israel. Mm-hmm. It has uh, uh, repercussions for the free world. Mm-hmm. It will affect uh, uh, what's happening vis-a-vis the Russians. It will affect what happens vis-a-vis uh, the Iranians and the Chinese. Mm-hmm. Uh, those, uh, This trio is basically an anti-American alliance <clears throat> and all of them are supporting Hamas.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, very troubling to see uh, Vladimir Putin, the president of Russia, welcomed in uh, Riyadh and and Abu Dhabi over the last day or so. And uh, uh, He really hasn't traveled much since the war started in Ukraine because he's under indictment for war crimes now, but he's going to countries that have not been uh, they haven't signed on the the Rome Statute to be uh, to recognize the International Criminal Court, but he uh, that's very troubling to see him welcome there. And I think by this the is, South, uh, the war is a test also for the United States'
1: credibility mm. in helping its allies. Mm. It's quite clear that what's happening uh, in Gaza is closely watched in Taipei, in Taiwan, mm. uh, in other places. Uh, and uh, hopefully America will be able to prove that it is a reliable ally and
0: uh, uh, the leader of the free world. Mm -hmm. Uh, Were you you surprised that President Biden has given Israel at least the leeway he has so far? Um, I was a little bit surprised, although I knew that
1: uh, he... uh, Basically, is a friend of Israel. Uh, I uh, I think he has some ulterior motives that I don't like, like uh, uh, trying to uh, keep a nuclear deal with, uh, tacit nuclear deal with Iran. Mm-hmm. And this is one of the reasons why he sent uh, the air carriers to the East Mediterranean in order to convince the Iranians not to escalate because he doesn't want a confrontation with Iran. he, he To a large extent, uh, the American administration also ignores uh, the attacks of another Iranian proxy, the Houthis, mm-hmm. uh, Is the freedom of navigation in the Red Sea, the Bab el-Mandeb Strait. Uh, we don't see a strong American position there. Uh, I think that uh, the Americans uh, show... Uh, Too much restraint in face of uh, the attacks of Iranian proxies on American forces in the Middle East. Uh, I hoped uh, that there would be a stronger uh, position, Uh, but uh, that's life.
0: Uh, The the latest reports are that the U.S. has told Israel not to respond against these provocative attacks from Yemen. So far, Israel has uh, and, and the U.S. and the Saudis as well have been able to shoot down most of these long-range drones and, and, and cruise missiles, other missiles that are being fired all the way from Yemen. Uh, but they want, uh, it feels like the 1991 Gulf War where Israel couldn't respond to the, the Scud missiles from Saddam Hussein.
1: We should not forget that the Biden administration stopped the uh, aid to the Saudi Arabia Yes, in order to discontinue the war on the Houthis, which is the Iranian proxy. It's the beginning of this term, this administration, uh, basically ordered the Saudis to stop fighting the Houthis, and now they see the consequence.
0: Yeah, even the Saudis are telling Israel, show restraint, and uh, because Israel says they, they're going to go for it. So when we look at these three goals, eliminate Hamas, eliminate um, Hamas, and, and and number 3 in the threat from Gaza to Israel basically the IDF is doing a, a a good but slow methodical job so far down there it may take another month or two to uh you know root out uh destroy tunnels uh destroy weapons root out the terrorists um but the whole thing of eliminating Hamas, especially its leadership, th- this gets into the long-term game like like after the Munich massacre where Israel took its time to eliminate those involved in that. Do you, you see something similar here? They've said they'll do it.
1: We we are trying to eliminate uh, part of the military leadership already at, at this stage. We are uh, largely successful with uh, intermediate uh, Hierarchy of, uh, of Hamas, we are uh, at uh, Sinwar House already. Yeah, he's not there, uh, so uh, <laughs> we will continue to harass the Hamas leadership, the military, and I think uh, there was an unfortunate uh, leak that will harass them abroad. Uh, We shouldn't probably have said it, but uh, it's well understood that uh, we'll go after everybody uh, because they are uh, a real threat. And this is also what our Arab allies want. Mm -hmm. It's remarkable. Saudi Arabia, Jordan, Egypt, the Emirates, they have a very low-key response to our attack. Mm -hmm. Basically, in private, they, send, they tell us, go ahead, finish them off, because uh, Hamas is a offshoot of the Muslim Brotherhood. It's a Palestinian offshoot of the Palestinian, uh, of the Egyptian Muslim Brotherhood movement, and which is an enemy of, the, of those uh, regimes. So uh, in private, they clap at what we are doing of course, in public they are more restrained and uh, it is remarkable that uh, we don't see uh, any uh, strong uh, expressions of uh, censorship of, of Israel from those captives.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, uh, It's uh, getting into the, the return of the hostages issue uh, in this. These countries want to eliminate Hamas. And the leadership, uh, it, it, we're hearing that um, uh, once the hostages are freed, then Qatar is going to, the US is going to demand that Qatar kick the Hamas leadership out. But it seems like they'd have a, a home in Turkey now. They already, some of them are already there, but uh, but Erdogan has said the Hamas leaders can come here and Israel better not touch them. There will be serious consequences for it. It looks like he, He wants to give them a home, and, and of course, Erdogan and his party are the Muslim Brotherhood of Turkey.
1: Yeah, you are correct. And, uh, by the way, Turkey issued, allowed Hamas uh, leaders to carry uh, Turkish passports. Uh It allows them to uh, move freely uh, in Europe and in other places. Uh, So Turkey, that is led by a Muslim Brotherhood uh, person, both his two colors. Uh, it is uh, incredible that uh, NATO has such an ally, and uh, unfortunately, there is no mechanism to throw out Turkey from the alliance. But I think the uh, U.S. administration should put much more pressure on on the Turkish government uh, to stop from uh, showing such a friendship to a, a, a terrorist organization that is anti-American, clearly anti american I'm not talking about anti-Israeli. Mm. So uh, uh, the Turks play a very negative role. Qatar also plays a negative role. Uh, and uh, Qatar, uh, we shouldn't forget, not only uh, pays, supports Hamas financially, supports them diplomatically, but also uh, puts at their disposal uh, their uh, uh, Al Jazeera network, the most popular TV station in the Arab world, uh, which is basically a voice for the Muslim Brotherhood, for a very radical Islamist organization. Mm -hmm. Qatar subsidizes uh, radical Islamist propaganda. Uh, and I think uh, that the Americans should pay attention to it. Uh, it definitely does not uh, <clears throat> merit uh, to be, uh, uh, you know, accepted as a non-NATO ally. It is a country that uh, works actively against uh, Western values and American interests. It's hard to
0: figure what. You know, Erdogan out because he was starting to warm up after his uh, very cold shoulder or rough treatment of Israel for about a decade. He was ready to kiss and make up with Netanyahu. And then, you know, with this, he is totally back 100 uh, percent behind Hamas and says they're not terrorists, they're freedom fighters. Very troubling.
1: Um, yes, Erdogan also has influence in Central Asia, we forget. And mm-hmm. There are many Turkic people there, and uh, some of them are uh, you know, torn between uh, having an orientation, a pro-Russian orientation, a pro-Chinese orientation, or pro-Western uh, yeah. uh, orientation. And the example of, uh, of Erdogan, mm-hmm. particularly getting away with it in Washington, mm-hmm. uh, is not a good sign for them. It's not a, a good model for them becoming... Uh, Western, and so uh, the waves of the Turkish foreign policy uh, are uh, are such that uh, counter American interests, uh, not only in the Middle East but also in Central Asia, which is important strategic region.
0: Okay, this uh, the second goal uh, Israel stated: returning the hostages. They managed to get uh, almost half of them back, the women and children. And the fact that it's, you know, you had so many women and children, elderly women, babies and all, it's just horrific. The, the, you know, um, absolute war crimes that that they committed. But what are the chances of getting the rest back? What are the obstacles? Um, We were very, indeed, successful, as you mentioned,
1: to extract, uh, a large part of the women and children, they are still women and children in the hands of Hamas. We know that uh, the conditions of their internment are very bad. Uh, they hardly get food. Obviously, they do not get uh, medicines, particularly the elderly they need. Uh, and we've learned from those that uh, have returned uh, that the conditions uh, were unbearable and have a deep negative Psychological effect on them. There are children that uh, only whisper. You know, after a week or two weeks of being freed, Uh, of course uh, the women were raped, uh, and uh, we have a a moral duty to try to free them. But Hamas is not. Hamas uh, violated the agreement, and. they continue to keep them and they demand uh, an end to hostility which is of course not acceptable to us because we will not be able to attain the the first goal which we talked about. Uh, And uh, so uh, we try to put uh, of course military pressure on them. Uh, So far it didn't help. Uh, We are also trying to collect intelligence maybe to find where they are, we try to organize a rescue uh, mission as we did in Entebbe in 1976. So we, try, we actually su- were successful in rescuing one soldier mm-hmm. uh, at the beginning of the of war. Uh, I'm sure we are working on those issues, uh, but it's not easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have also a dilemma. Uh, one way of dealing with the tunnels is to flood them with water from the sea, and I think we are uh, uh, not doing it yet because we understand that if we flood the tunnels, we may hurt uh, the, the the kidnapped uh, hostages. Uh, so we try, but it is a humanitarian issue for us, uh, and um, it's a. We have to attain the, the first goal. This is, in my view, precedent.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I, I know uh, one of Mosque officials says, we're ready to resume negotiations over releasing more hostages. Of course, it's mainly men and, and soldiers that they still have, and they'll want a much higher price. But they said, we, we, we won't start these negotiations until Israel withdraws that's almost a non-starter but i think it points out that that israel's uh, huge military presence in gaza now that that the israeli military needs to hold on to gaza as long as it can in order to sure uh, ensure all three goals that that's the the best leverage now going forward we have to conquer all gaza and start cleaning it
1: uh, the Israeli government announced that uh, we do not plan to stay indefinitely in Gaza. And, uh, uh, but uh, for the interim period, we have to be there, as you said, and to try to uh, decapitate the organization uh, to kill as many Hamas uh, soldiers we can put our hands on. Uh, to try to uh, uh, also, there is another area in which uh, we should put more effort is the economic warfare. Part of the money they get from Qatar and other sources have to be dried out. So there is a long struggle uh, that will uh, be able to provide us with some time uh, after the war is over, time uh, not uh, peaceful, that's a uh, two. Too optimistic, uh, but uh, too presumptuous. Uh, but sometime until uh, we'll, uh, we'll see again, and I'm sure we'll see again, uh, new sense of Hamas getting organized. But what is very important for us uh, after the war is to maintain freedom of action in Gaza. Mm-hmm. We have to continue to what we call uh, the mow the grass in Gaza. As we do in uh, in Judea and Samel. this is extremely important for us.
0: Yeah, this is this is getting down in the root system more than just mowing it. You have to go down in the in these tunnels. Um, I I think it's important for me that that Israel stays there until it gets as much as it can before they ever start withdrawing. and And I'd like to see Israeli leaders. Put more emphasis on on completely revamping the education system in Gaza, <clears throat> just as the U.S. had to denazify Germany. The U.S. and the Allies after World War II, there needs to be a, um, a denazification, a de uh, uh, a massification, yeah, a massification of, of especially the you know the uh, glorification of jihad.
1: I think that uh, the Americans realized that uh, if they want to emplace uh, the Palestinian Authority into Gaza, they are talking about a revitalized, and I'm quoting, revitalized the Palestinian Authority. Israel has to uh, make clear to the United States what uh, revitalization means. And obviously, you are very correct in observing that their education system has to be radically changed. There can be no longer schools called after uh, martyrs, which are basically terrorists. Uh, They have to stop uh, the incitement against Jews, against Israel. Uh, All this uh, requires a great effort. I'm not sure that the Palestinian Authority will agree to that. Uh, And uh, uh, I think also they have also to stop uh, uh, giving out money to terrorists in Israeli jails and their families. Mm-hmm. This is simply uh, unacceptable. Uh, there is an American law against it. So uh, uh, I think that uh, the American administration should, be, should insist on certain conditions uh, for uh, revitalized the Palestinian authority We should coordinate with them their positions. And other issues that has to be discussed is the demise of UNRWA. Mm -hmm. This organization is an organization that preserves the Palestinian-Israeli conflict and uh, rather ending it. Mm -hmm. So uh, the Americans have uh, a long list of uh, uh, things they have to make sure happen uh, in order Uh, to see uh, uh, along the borders of Israel, uh, nice neighbors. So far, we have very bad neighbors.
0: I was going to ask you uh, about UNRWA because uh, I don't know if uh, any UN institution should have a role in post-war Gaza, but uh, it's very important that, you know, in all their schools, you not only find weapons and all, but indoctrination to hate, but it's important to teach the to, generation to, to desire peace? Wow.
1: Uh, I think Israelis are very sceptical of the United Nations. Mm. It's, a, in my view, a morally bankrupt institution. Mm. Uh, the Americans are paying for it. I, I would suggest that the American taxpayer to demand uh, uh, loudly that his money should be spent better than on the United Nations. And indeed, Israel uh, has very bad experience with uh, United-led international forces. We have such an international force uh, in the north, uh, in Lebanon, Mm -hmm. uh, that is supposed to uh, keep uh, Hezbollah away from Israeli border. Of course, they don't do anything about it, and the Hezbollah are at Israel. In defiance of the United Nations Security Council, Resolution, Resolution 1701. And mm-hmm. uh, we all know the shortcomings of uh, of the UN. And uh, uh, he, particularly the United Nations, uh, you know, current uh, general secretary, is uh, is a shame. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he, he uh, called for immediate ceasefire, basically helping Kamau.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so... Uh, no, I don't think that Israel will agree to any UN presence in uh, in Gaza or a UN international force. Uh, I think the Palestinians should be uh, given credits. You know, they should uh, elect their own leadership, and if they fit the the bill that you know the of a revitalized you know entity, they should run their own territory.
0: Revitalize means, uh, you know, somewhat a little younger, a little more life, a little more vision for the future than Mahmoud Abbas, right?
1: He's not the most revitalized
0: person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd have to, you know, feed him youth hormones or something. Um, I'm afraid
1: that, you know, if we look at the current leadership, in Gaza, the persons that might be potential leaders, we are not very optimistic. This is true, of course, in Judea and Samaria as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, We are facing a dysfunctional political entity. Mm -hmm. I wish they would be like Egypt or Jordan, Mm -hmm. but they are not. Mm -hmm. They they cannot produce a leadership uh, that is capable of uh, being honest and running their own, you know, mm. entity. You know, if I take a look at the Palestinian national movement, they produce two states. You know, talking about two state solution, they mm. produce two states: one failed, almost failed state in the in the West Bank, and other terrorist states in Gaza. Mm. So uh, those are the successes of the Palestinian national movement, which are very, you know, unfortunately, a very bad omen. What might happen in Gaza? After we retreat, yeah,
0: they're they're more interested in uh, destroying Israel than building their own country. That's the problem. Look, I uh, um, when when uh, the truce was first announced a couple weeks ago, we wound up with a one week truce. When it was first announced, a ceasefire, Israel called it at a pause. Uh, Hamas was celebrating it. We've won. They tried to tell the people this is a permanent truce. And really, really didn't even tell them this was only temporary for the hostages. But they were declaring victory. Uh, Where at what point Israel is trying to achieve its war aims and declare victory? But at what point can you prevent Hamas from saying we we come out of this victorious? Because what they did on October seventh really uh, they'll probably be boasting about it for years to come.
1: The thing. The day we take over all Gaza is the day of Israel's victory. We have to conquer all Gaza. All, all the way up to the Rafah crossing. Right, yeah. all the way to the Rafah crossing. All Gaza will be in the hands of the Israeli military, and all Hamas op, all Hamas leadership will be at the IDF mercy. This is a day that will be victorious.
0: Okay. May this I
1: think come... a day that everybody in the Middle East will understand that Hamas are paying a deal price for aggression against Israel.
0: May that day come soon. We really thank you for your time, Professor uh, Ephraim Enbar of the uh, Jerusalem Institute. For Security and Strategy, one of Israel's leading geostrategic uh, thinkers. I really appreciate your time. It's good to see you again. Good to see you in good health, my, my friend.
1: Good to see you, and I wish everybody, you know, Merry Christmas soon and Yes. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah,
0: Napianica. yes. All right. That's our time for today's ICEJ webinar. We thank you for joining us. Uh, we hope you join us again next week. Uh, we'll have another webinar at 3 p.m. on Thursday afternoon next week, and God bless you from Jerusalem.